Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you'll hate the love the most, Niall Heston, back with a brand new episode of Waking Up With The Truth. I'm sorry it's been about two weeks since I've done my last Waking Up With The Truth or even any podcast episodes. I was on vacation and didn't have my microphone present, so I kind of started the series at a wrong time, um, but I want to get the first three episodes out there to kind of give you guys a feel of what the series is all about and uh yeah we're back with it hopefully we can do it as many days as possible um today is wednesday june 15th and i'm going to give you guys a rundown of the sports world some sports news from you know this morning or yesterday and then also your daily picks for the nhl game and then also the mlb games without further ado let's hop right into it starting off with the nfl we got a little bit of nfl news not much today the Steelers in Minka Fitzpatrick agree to a four-year, $73.6 million deal to keep him in Pittsburgh. This is a really good deal by both sides. The Steelers are priding themselves on their defense with a lot of uncertainty at quarterback, not necessarily who's going to be starting, but you know the productivity as well as the offense that struggled. The defense has maintained its strength and has been the backhorse for much of the team and also the NFL. The Steelers arguably could have been the best defense last year in the NFL too, so you know, keeping Minka in here to focus on the defense is a huge. I've always said defense wins championships, and I think that's definitely the case. I think if they have a good quarterback, the Steelers, man, they can go deep into the playoffs and actually win it all. So we'll see what happens there, but it's definitely a good good thing by both sides to get Minka um, back at Pittsburgh, um, and it's a pretty hefty deal. It's about $18 million per year. I think it makes him one of the highest paid safeties, um, and he's also one of the best safeties. So good deal on both sides. There are going to have to be some budget cuts, though, um, probably on the offensive side for the Steelers, but this is definitely a big win. Nothing too much big news, but Richard Sherman is joining Amazon's NFL Thursday night coverage team. His return to the NFL is still possible. We all know his career with the 49ers, having that thing with Michael Crabtree. Um, and then also when he, you know, towards the end of his career, had some um, battery or assault charges. So towards the end of his career, Richard Sherman has definitely been less effective. And also has had some off-the-field issues as well, uh, which has kind of painted a bad image on him. Maybe he's using this to create a better image of himself or just in general to, I don't know, keep occupied doing something since he's not playing the NFL. But his return is still possible. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes back from retirement or switches from the coverage team um, back over to the NFL. I'd be very curious to see what happens there, but... Nonetheless, still a very interesting development. Amazon NFL coverage team, I don't know. That's the Amazon Prime thing. I don't know if I've ever watched it, but I might have to if Richard Sherman is going to be leading the way there. So those are the news coming out of the NFL. Let's switch over to the NBA. Really, it's just the Celtics trying to force a Game 7. Game 6, the Warriors won at home, and Steph Curry didn't even make a 3. Andrew Wiggins, my old Timberwolf, went off. So a big game there for him. Probably the biggest game of his career. Klay Thompson put up 20 as well. Um, the Celtics were just struggling, man. They started off on the wrong foot, and then the fourth quarter, they definitely could have won the game. If, if Steph Curry did not make a single three, you need to win those games. It's just so much more valuable, um, and take advantage of that, because then you know you can try to force the game seven if he goes off in game six, whereas to get your back against the wall now, you have to force the game seven, otherwise you're going home. So... We'll see about that, um, but definitely, you know, the Celtics are back at home. Um, I think the Warriors might have a little bit of a slight edge right now just because of the momentum, but the Celtics are also very capable of winning at home. They've been in this situation before where they have to face elimination in Game 6 or even, you know, Game 5 or whatever. So I do think the Celtics will force a Game 7. It would be awesome if they force a Game 7. We obviously know the NBA wants them to force a Game 7. 
So be very curious to see how the refs handle this one, if there's a little more to the Celtics side. Just because that's the what the NBA is known for is trying to get more money because they lost a lot of money with the whole Black Lives Matter and other movements like that. So we'll see what happens there. And then also, this is kind of a sad news. The Clay Thompson impersonator. If you guys do not know who the Clay Thompson impersonator is, you have to check him out on YouTube. It is so funny when he goes to Warriors games because half the fans think it's Clay Thompson. They're like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you know, in the bleachers, you should be on the court. Now, I haven't watched the video yet, but I'm going to after I record this show because I need to get this out. But apparently, the Clay Thompson impersonator went through five security like checkpoints and made it all the way onto the court for shoot-around for 10 minutes. Now he's banned for life from Chase Center, but that would be hilarious. So I highly suggest, after you finish watching this full podcast, you definitely go check that out. But anyways, he's been banned for life, so it's a little bit of a sad news, Bears. And uh, we'll see what happens you know, moving forward with his YouTube channel, but... This Clay Thompson impersonator, I totally forgot about him until just now. And he kind of looks like him, too. He's a little bit stokier and bigger, which if he lost some weight, he literally could be his identical twin. But we'll see what happens. Sad day, though, for the YouTube community, including myself. And then moving on to the MLB, the Braves win their 13th game. That's the only headline really coming out of the MLB just because they're in season. Nothing too much crazy going on right now. The Braves are looking really good. They're condensing that NL East um, deficit against the Mets. Um, I think it's maybe at five games. I can get an exact number here to see where they're at. But the Braves, you know, winning 13 games is hard to do in the NFL in a row. Um, And they're continuously doing that. And they're on that upbeat. They start off the year rough, but a lot of stuff has been going their way, um, including pitching and hitting, which helps you win a lot of games. So the Braves now are five games behind the New York Mets. The New York Mets still leading 41-22 record. Think about this, too. At the start of the year, and even now, they haven't been using DeGrom or Scherzer. Can you imagine if those two come back? They could potentially win the World Series if they're playing the way they are. Or it would be, it'd be hilarious if like DeGrom and Scherzer end up hurting them, which I don't see happening. Now, Scherzer was there for a bit, but he's been injured, too. So... I'd be curious to see, but yeah, New York Mets still leading the Braves by five. It'd be very interesting to see down the line if the Braves can continue this miraculous win streaker. Feels sadly come to an end. Moving on to our daily bet picks, we got the Lightning facing the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals game number one. I'm going to go with the Avalanche in this one. I'm going to go Avalanche money line here at minus 155. Um, I don't think you should pick the spread if you're on the Avalanche side because this is expect. I'm expecting this to be a one goal game. Over-under is six. I'm going to go with under. Both goalies have played phenomenal throughout the postseason. I expect this one to be a 2-1 to one Avalanche win, and hopefully the Avalanche win because I well, – actually, you know, I want the Lightning to win the series because that would be the third year in a row the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup playoffs. But it should be um, it should be a good, a good interesting game, so we'll see what happens. But I definitely like the Avalanche at home taking game one. Moving on to the MLB, we got the Marlins taking on the Phillies here um, in an NL East showdown. Daniel Castano, 0-1 record, 4 innings pitch, a 0 ERA. Taking on Kyle Gibson, 4-2, 63 and a third, and a 4.41 ERA. I'm going to go with the Phillies here on the spread at home at minus 1.5. They are technically um, the underdogs, it looks like. And then also over-under, I'm going to go with the over at 9.5. Uh, it's a little bit higher on the overside, um, but still, you know, I think overall... Both pitchers relatively have struggled, um, and also you can't really make much out of Daniel Castano. That second start can always be a rough one after coming off you know, a zero earned run start. So I do like the over in this one, and I also do like the Phillies at home. 
The White Sox taking on the Tigers. I'm going to go with the White Sox in this one. Spread minus 1.5 under um, at 9. Vince Velasquez, 2-3 record, 35-2. And, and he's pitched 530 ERA facing Alex Fado, 1-2, and 37-2.92 and ERA. Vince Velasquez coming over from the Phillies um, has relatively struggled this year for the White Sox. They're looking for another solid starter um, with Dallas Keuchel being sent down. It just hasn't looked good for the Phillies, and uh, be very curious to see if they can fix that down the line because that's definitely going to be a um, it's definitely going to be a, a turning point if the White Sox want to make a run, especially later in the year um, with with pitching. So we'll see there, but I do like the White Sox on the road in that one. The Astros will travel not that far to the Texas Rangers, battle of the one and two in the AL West. Luis Garcia three and five, sixty innings pitch and three point six zero ERA. Facing Tyson Miller, 0-0, 2.1, and 0 ERA. I'm going to go with the under at this one at 9, and then I'm also going to go with the Rangers at home at plus 135 money line. I like the Rangers this game for some reason. I just think, um, you know, they're the winner will take the three-game series, and it's kind of hard to play on the road no matter where you are, no matter what team you're facing. So I, I just like the Rangers at home. I think their rookie starter is going to give them, you know, a solid, solid outing compared to Luis Garcia. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Rangers here. I just think they're going to win at home. That's really if, – if the Astros are at home, I think the Astros are the one. The Reds taking on the Diamondbacks. I was at the Di- Reds-Diamondbacks game last night. Great game. Um, Luis Castillo on the bump, 2-4, and 39, and 3.23 ERA versus Zach Allen, 4-2, and 58 innings pitch, and a 2.95 ERA. This one's going to be a toss-up, but I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks in this one. Um, I think they're going to win money line at minus 125, and I'm going to go over at 7.5. Yesterday's game was a little bit low scoring, um, scoreless through 9, and then it was 5-3 to three at the end of the 12th when the game was over. But uh, I definitely like the Diamondbacks in this one. I don't think the Diamondbacks get swept at home. Zach Allen has also looked phenomenal this year, um, you know, that 2.95 year right through 50 innings pitched. Luis Castillo has looked good too, but I think Castillo will struggle a little bit. The D-backs bats haven't really been going after it re- recently. Um, so I think a little bit upside there for Gallon and the Diamondbacks to win at home and avoid the sweep. The uh, Royals taking on the Giants. Um, there's no betting out yet, and they also don't have a Giants starter. But the Royal starters, Jonathan Heasley, 1-3 record, 32 innings pitch, and a 3.62 VRA. I'm going to go with the Giants in this one, um, even though there is not a starter to be announced. The Giants are looking for the sweep here, winning 6-2 and 4-2. I'd be curious to see who their pitcher is. They're also riding that five-game winning streak. Yeah, five-game winning streak after sweeping the Dodgers and uh, and now hopefully the Royals for them. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think this one's going to be a good game. I think the, the Giants are going to do what they need to do, um, you know, whoever that starting pitcher is. So, yeah, if you're a, if you're a betting man, you definitely got to pick the Giants. Moving on to the Twins at the Mariners. The Twins are first in the Central, facing the Mariners for fourth. Sonny Gray, three-and-run record, 33.2 and 2.41 ERA versus Marco Gonzalez, three-and-six record, 62 in his pitch, but a 3.63 ERA. It's kind of interesting to see his record and then ERA, which means record doesn't mean anything. And earn run average is probably the most important stat still in, uh, in pitching. I'm going to go with the Twins in this one. Twins are favorites here. I'm going to go money line here for the Twins. And also going to go on over. Uh, Sonny Gray just gets back from injury. Marco Gonzalez um, struggled a little bit. I think this one's going to be a, uh, a toss-up. Um, I think the Twins do pull it out. Um, they are the favorites in this one, especially losing yesterday. Um, I think this is going to be a good game for them to kind of bounce back. 
And uh, yeah, the over is at eight, so I definitely think you should pick that. Bull starters kind of coming back into the mix. So it'd be kind of curious to see how that one transpires um, down the line. So that's where I like it in that one. Rays taking on the Yankees. Shane McCallahan, 7-2, and 72.1, and a 1.87 ERA. Taking on Nestor Cortez, 5-2, 64 and a third, and 1.96 ERA. This is going to be an absolute pitcher's duel. I'm going to go with the under at 7, and I'm going to go with the Yankees, um, the favorites here, at minus 140 money line, and then a minus 1.5 spread. Both pitchers are phenomenal. This is going to be a pitcher's duel, to say the least. And it's going to be really fun if you're a pitching pitching fan because you always love to see good pitching pitcher's duels. At least I do. A lot of people really like seeing home runs and all that jazz. But both pitchers have ERAs under two, and both pitchers are definitely probably right now the aces for both teams. Oh, it's going to be a good game. I definitely got to watch that game after I'm done recording the podcast here. Um, the Braves taking on the Nationals. The Braves look to keep that win streak going. They got Spencer Strider at the 2-2, two two, 38.1 at 2.5, 2.35 ERA. Taking on Eric Fetty, 4 and 4, 57.1 at a 4.87 ERA. I'm going to go with the Nationals in my upset of the day here. Um, the money line is definitely favoring the Braves as well as the spread, but I'm going to go with the Nationals here um, at plus 170, and also you can pick the spread at 1.5. I'm going to go with the over two. I think the Nationals' bats are going to come come full circle and just come flying out. And uh, with this being the last game of the series, I definitely think this is going to be um, where the Braves finally lose that win streak. Um, even though it is the Nationals and it's not necessarily the Yankees, I still believe um, down the line this will definitely be a game to end the streak of the Braves. I could be wrong, but usually series enders, especially on the road, are tough to keep the win streak going. So I got the Nationals as my heavy favorite. Or, sorry, underdog favorite of the day. The Orioles taking on the Blue Jays. Orioles are throwing Bruce Zimmerman 2 and 5, 62 innings pitched in a 5.52 ERA versus Jose Berrios 5 and 2, 64 and 2 thirds in a 4.73 ERA. I'm going to go with the under in this one. Um, both pitchers do have a little bit of higher ERAs, but I think overall um, they're going to have good games just because they've been struggling for the most part this year. It's 9.52, so it's kind of high. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays in this one. They're heavy favorites, um, especially if you're picking the money line. The Blue Jays just need a win at home. That's a big one there. Their last 10 games, um, they're 6-4 and four with a one-game losing streak from the Orioles. So I think, you know, in the series ender, they're going to want to win and uh, give their home fans something to cheer about. And Barrios has kind of struggled all year. So I, uh, I think this is going to be a good game for him to kind of bounce back and uh, go from there. We got another dandy in uh, New York as the Brewers take on the Mets. Corbin Burns, 3-4, and 72.2, and a 2.48 ERA. Taking on David Peterson, 3-0, 36, and 3 ERA. I'm going to go with the over in this one um, at 7.5, and I'm also going to go with the Mets at home. Uh, Corbin Burns, 3-4 record, which isn't necessarily horrible compared to where he's been at, um, and his ERA is still 2.5. I think he's going to struggle a little bit, but I think David Peterson, more than anything, in that Mets bullpen is definitely going to thrive. I expect this one to be a high-scoring game towards the end of the game um, with a lot of runs coming out of the bullpen. So I think Corbin Burns could potentially do well, but I, I do think he'll also struggle. The Athletics taking on the Red Sox, battle of two horrible teams. James Caparillion, 0-3, 37.2 and a 5.74 ERA versus Josh Winkowski, 0-1, 3 innings pitch and a 12 ERA. I'm going to go with the A's. They are the underdogs on the road in this one, um, but I definitely think, you know, Facing another rookie pitcher who doesn't even have a picture on his name on the score is definitely sad. But um, but I, th- I think, you know, Capitalian's going to actually pitch very well for the, a- or the A's. 
And the A's bats are going to come alive. Um, the A's bats have relatively been fine all year, but 21-42 record, that's not going to get you very much far, very far. I'd also pick the over here at 9.5. I think this is a prime opportunity to pick over. Both pitchers kind of struggle, and both bullpens aren't the greatest. So, you know, if you're at 9.5 over right now, I definitely think this could be like a 6-4, 7-5 ball game. Um, so I definitely pick the over here, and I definitely pick the A's, especially going up against that rookie pitcher. Pirates and the Cardinals. Jack Flaherty makes his debut on the year. He'll be facing Ronsdy Contreras, 1-1, one one, 28 innings pitch and a 2.57 ERA. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one. I think they win against Jack Flaherty. Um, or, sorry, win with Jack Flaherty um, in his first start of the year. And then I'm also going to go with the under. Ah, scratch that. I'm going to go with the over. Just because I don't think Jack Flaherty is going to go that deep. I think the Cardinals bullpen is not the greatest. So I think it's going to struggle a little bit. But also the Pirates pitchers are going to struggle too. So... The over-under is 8.5. I'm going to go with the money line here for the Cardinals. Um, and I'm also going to go with the over at 8.5 in Flaherty's debut on the year. The Padres travel to Chicago to take on the Cubs. Ryan Weathers making his first start of the year, first appearance of the year, facing Caleb Killian, Ono record, five innings and a 5.40 ERA. This one's going to be interesting. The over-under is very high at 11.5. I think that's just way too high to be betting. So I'm going to go with the under in this one. Um, and I'm also going to go with the Padres. With Weathers kind of having more of experience um, and also his first start of the year, I think he's going to be ready to kind of pitch finally, dealing with some injuries and other stuff. So that's always kind of a built-up thing to uh, to release and, and have some fun playing. So I like the Padres in this one. They are the favorites um, on the spread. I'm sorry, they're actually the underdogs, rather, at plus 115. I think if you're going to bet on a game um, and feel very confident, it's going to be this one. So... We'll see what happens down the line, but I do like the Padres and over the Cubs in this one. The Guardians travel to Colorado to face the Rockies again. Connor Pickleton, 1-0 record, 22.2 and a 3.57 ERA versus Austin Gomber, 3-6, and 58 and a third with a 6.17 ERA. I'm going to go with the Guardians at the money line of minus 105 um, and the over-under is 12. I think that's a little bit too high, too. I'm going to go with the under there, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. I like the Guardians in this one. Um, the Guardians have been playing good baseball, trying to compete and contend with the I just the Vikings, the uh, the Twins in the AL Central. It's going to be an interesting show um, to see what happens in that one with the ball flying out of the ballpark a lot. Um, we'll be curious to see, um, if anything, how that affects the baseball um, and, and the game moving forward. But, um, but, yeah, it should be a good game. It should be fun to watch and uh, be very curious how that one turns out. And then um, finally, moving on to the final game of the week, we got the, or the day, sorry, the Angels taking on the Dodgers. No hit, Reed Detmers on the mound, 2-2 two two record, 49 and a third, and 3.83 ERA versus Tyler Anderson, 7-0, and 58.2 and a 3.07 ERA. I'm going to go with the under in this one. Um, a pitcher's duel at 8.5, and I'm also going to go with the Dodgers winning at home. Tyler Anderson has just been playing phenomenal um, all year long. It's been very good to see, um, you know, picking them up in the offseason. Overall, this is probably going to be more of a pitcher's duel. Reed Detmers, remember, through that no-hitter this year, so a lot of, you know, kind of hype behind his name, and respectively so. I just like the Dodgers at home in this interstate rivalry and uh, winning the two-game series. That would be awesome for them as well. That's going to end another episode of Waking Up With The Truth. I appreciate you guys listening to today's show. Make sure you guys follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you do not want to miss. Until next time, it's your host, Niall, every once in a while. Niall, I should say, signing out. Peace and take care. (laughs) 